like I'm I'm okay with going back to recording in person soon as long as people are vaccinated. Yeah, get them back. I don't want anybody yeah. in my apartment that hasn't had their shot. I'm well, sorry. Tyler was um Tyler works at a sound recording studio play so he was offering to like i don't want to be in close proximity with mm. where does tyler work where does tyler work at that's cool um know? yeah it's this uh it's like half a coffee cafe oh. half a recording studio so. okay yeah that's super cool yeah we always do recording studios for my or like schedule with recording studios for my job so yeah and also just, we like, would be in close proximity if we we're in our apartment brie i don't know what <laughs> You're no, I mean like people are <laughs> our guests as long as they don't have. I just need people to take have their shot. I, that's all I need. Get I that need juice. I yeah, need them to have the juice. Get that sweet, <laughs> sweet juice. But you know what else is juicy? Mm-hmm. This podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I was, I was worried for a millisecond. Well, I was worried. I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, what else is juicy? This third voice. But then I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. So that's why I said, wait, this podcast. I was trying to segue, mm-hmm, but it didn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Just like. <laughs> I'm like hmm? Oh my gosh! Yeah, we okay. So first yeah. off, welcome oh. to the Black and Animated Podcast. Welcome to the Black and Animated Podcast. Thank guys. you. Uh, I'm one of your. I'm oh, one of your oh hosts. shoot! You were talking Way. to me. Okay. I'm not sure you're not. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Oh boy, uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Way. And I'm your other co-host, Bree. And we have a fantabulous person. <laughs> Us today, as you can hear, uh, but please, uh, voice who is the third person voice who may or may not be juicy. No, no, no. please. Oh my god, please introduce yourself to your audience, to our audience, and what you do in animation. Yeah, so hi everyone. Uh, my name is Eliza, and I am currently a casting assistant at Netflix Animation, and I cast. I work primarily, well, right now I'm working on TV, but um, have experience working in feature film. When I was at Sony Animation prior to this job at Netflix, I was a casting trainee, which is great. So, yeah. Um, I'm happy to be here. Oh, snap. Yeah. I know, right? I feel like nobody knows enough about casting for animation. You are literally the first person we've had on this (laughs) podcast that works in casting. That is, uh, because I wish there was like more like, you know, like kind of like awareness that it actually is a thing and that it's something that that if you don't, if you want to work in animation, but you know, for whatever reason, don't want to work specifically in the artistic side um there's production but then there's also like casting which kind of falls in productions kind of corporate almost because um a lot of what we do kind of ties into the sort of like businessy aspect of animation but um yeah it's i love it i like it i i have fun in it so yeah and i feel like a lot of people kind of think 
uh, may have the assumption that, oh, like uh, directors are the people that are like doing the uh, casting where they're like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. How did you uh, choose for uh, Angelina Jolie to be the voice of that whatever or something? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, no, like, I mean, yeah, sure, sometimes, but also mm-hmm. like someone has to actually do the casting someone has to like reach out to the agent (laughs) and all that there we go yeah so i mean let's kind of like define what casting is i mean we kind of are doing it but let's what is casting for uh our audience members who don't exactly know what that is oh my gosh um okay i'm gonna try to get this right quote unquote Mm -hmm. um so what you all were speaking to was kind of like it. So there is this con- uh, misconception, I feel like, coming in because casting really isn't that well known that, um, you know, I feel like there's probably two misconceptions. One is that the director is doing the casting for the project or alternatively, casting is responsible 100% for casting the project. And um, in terms of the first point, uh, there are there are projects where a director will come in and have like an idea for a character. And of course we'll like reach out to the agent, whatnot, and we'll sort of like get feedback on, is this the actor you want 100% or is there some leeway in it? And what happens if that actor passes, you know, are there second choices? And if there's no second choice, then we uh, casting would be responsible for coming up with a list of ideas, alternatives that um, would be pitched to not only the director, producers, executive producers, like the network uh, or like the studio head, like it's a it's a very collaborative process casting, which leads into the second point on how casting department is it the people who 100% have final say in who is cast. Or I would say huge roles, media roles especially. Now, when it comes to incidentals or roles that are like, you know, one-liners, side characters, not side characters, but I'd say one-liners, mm-hmm. um, it would be... It, that could be the casting departments. We could have a little bit of like creativity in that and say, oh, okay, so we should we suggest this person. And because it's a one-liner or because it's an incidental, it's not necessarily like top of mind priority for whoever's in charge of the project. So it'll be like, okay, cool, have fun. Like he'd um, be like, oh, well, you know what? We have a, a, I don't know, like an animal over here. Let's we got a duck. We, we got we to call Duke Bradley Baker. <laughs> we, need, yeah. we, we want Denzel yeah. Washington to play this duck. Where <laughs> 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 we temper them expectations and be like, mm, okay, so who's your second choice? <laughs> and, that's, and that's also, that's casting is a lot of like managing expectations, also kind of like being the sort of, uh, la, 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 la. being the person to receive different points of views in regards to what direction we should go when casting direct, uh, casting for a character. Mm. So we're not only working with like the director, we're also working sometimes with producers with, as I mentioned before, like um, executive producers, anybody who's like has a say in who and in, in working on the project and people above them. That's who basically, that's who decides, that's who decides who cast who is the final choice of a character and again it's especially for like feature film this is the main character if someone doesn't like this main character or this actor for whatever reason and it's someone above you know the directors and whatnot that person might have a hard time you know um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a lot of it's 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 a very interesting and even for me, because I, I went into casting really not understanding a lot about it honestly. I was like, oh I get to work with actors and I get to cast projects it's i most of my most of me working with the actors is actually through the agent 
Mm. Um, mm. And most of me working with the agent is basically just saying, hey, when's this actor available? Of course, I'm a casting assistant. So um, casting manager would have a bit more, especially when it comes to deals, like a bit more um, contact with the agent. But um, yeah, it's it's a very, uh, it's, 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 it's a very murky, not murky, but it's just kind of like not really understood, I think, on what casting actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's been a very, uh, especially post-2020, there's been a push because, you know, rightfully so, a little bit too late, but, you know, just a push for more casting of more uh, diverse diversity, inclusion in casting, not mm-hmm. only for the stories, but the actors who are playing these characters. Um you know, making sure that we are casting as authentically as possible um, and basically making sure that we're including our voice, other voices, because there's this, uh, there's sometimes this uh, difficulty in trying to find an actor who's not Will Smith, but Will Smith level and not Denzel, but Denzel level. And it's like, okay, well, we only have Denzel. We only have Will Smith because Hollywood historically has just mm-hmm. been um you know it's only been it's 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 only just recently that there's this massive push towards like uh, not recently but it's 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 i feel like we're suddenly trying to make up for lost time and a lot right. of these needs and it's like we should it's so hard it's not hard but it's 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 not it, it's really it can be challenging sometimes and it's because historically, again, there's just, it, it's just been kind of, ah, I don't know how to say this. Basically, historically, Hollywood has had some trouble with having inclusivity and diversity in Hollywood especially super voiceover. white. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah. It's just white. It's true. You can say it. It's the truth. But it's the Look, truth. It's, it's the truth. Sorry, stop clapping. Stop clapping. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's very annoying. But no, it's no, the truth. It's the truth. And then so when you suddenly, you know, post-2020, you say, oh, wait, we need to be diverse. We need to be inclusive. It's like, okay, well, you didn't do this for the past 50 years or since ever Hollywood was Hollywood. So it's, I'm happy we're doing it, but it's, it's, why did it have to be a year or a year ago? Or like, you know, all of a sudden, almost. Not to say that there hasn't always been a push for diversity and inclusion, but, you know, everywhere it's, it's always been the conversation now not only in, in hollywood but just like in everywhere how can we be more inclusive how can we be more diverse and how you know so that's yeah casting <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like it's something that's i mean i it's definitely something that has been a push for uh years definitely like uh, i i think about things like the um i don't want to say uh black renaissance <laughs> But I'm thinking about like the 90s where there's so yeah. many different like shows, um, uh, mostly live action. But, you know, you got like uh, uh, animated shows, too, that are um, very much like from uh, black creators and comedians, mm-hmm. actors and mm-hmm. um, black led and, and things like that. Um, but it, it feels like it was this time of like, OK, this is we, you got it. Pat yeah. on the head. All there right, go. time to go back to the right. real exactly. stuff that America wants. And yeah, it's exactly. like, okay, wait, no, no. Like, like we we want to continue, you know, making more, you know, content and having like seeing uh, di- diverse faces on screen and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and it's, oh, it's just, it's a very 
if it's 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 an interesting conversation it's a conversation that needs to happen should have been happening a long time ago happy we're having it but um there's not honestly i'm trying to it's i'm trying to think of like any i've, I've been saying this actually a lot on facebook but they're in casting for animation specifically there's only a handful of handful of us that are like black women <laughs> and i can name them all in like on like one hand and I feel like it's only beneficial for it to be reflective and basically a, a, a representation of what America looks like today. Um, we have a long way, I feel like we still have ways to go with that, but only then will we finally be at a point or, you know, I, I don't think we'll ever be at a point. It's always evolving, but you we just have to get there. So that's why I kind of, I feel like I didn't go into, and when I went into casting, I wasn't, cognizant of it as much but like being in it now and working in it and realizing like who my peers are and who I talk to on the regular right. when it comes to like sending emails to agents or sending uh speaking to voice directors as well voice directors is another mm. uh role not casting but it's you know we actively deal with voice directors a lot when it comes to specifically tv series directing the actual recording sessions um it's only beneficial for those people I'm speaking with to be reflective of America right now. So I, you know, we got, we got, we got a ways to go. We got yeah, a ways to go. It, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a, it's a bummer. Cause like, you know, um, we're it, like the general populace that's like aware of animation and like it as a yeah. career form, I mm -hmm. feel is aware of animation and like trying to advocate for that change as far as like, the surface level stuff which is production and like artwork and maybe executive level stuff but nobody well not nobody but like very little do we see people tapping into casting and like what not like you said because that also matters like the people who are casting and voice directing for these shows like they're also like having the people that are in the room reflecting who like the stories that are being told like that also is just as important we need to have these conversations but i don't yeah. want to have them yeah but i'm happy we are now right now so yeah, yeah. Gets, and i can't and i can't honestly i can only speak so much to an experience mm -hmm. i will say like to so for like the black character i would be able to freely speak to that experience and speak to how yeah that probably is really you know so i know at least for black characters yeah it, because we, we already have, like, we, if there's already so few Black characters already existing in animation, <laughs> mm -hmm. why, you know, it's kind of, we already have, like, a very limited pool, or at least a limited inspiration to go on, or, like, limited people, animated characters to look up to as um, role models, if, you know, so we already are kind of stopped scraping the bottom of the barrel in that sense. So when it's not given to, or like when it's given to a character who, it's just, it's fresh. It's, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. Feel like just... a, a little bit, sorry. I, I was just going to say like, uh, I feel like a little bit of that too is kind of the actors. Um, like what's the word for it? Just like, to, uh, pr progress i guess or skill mm -hmm. of being an actor like oh this mm -hmm. is just a mm -hmm. character in which i can put myself into and try yeah. to get that experience uh like portrayed in the way that i can which like on one hand is like okay that's what you're doing as an actor that's cool but i feel like on another level it's kind of just like 
I am mimicking this experience that uh, this is how I think this experience would be mimicked and almost uh, can be seen as just jesterly um, if you like put that take on it. Um, But um, I forgot what I was even talking about. So it's almost like a, a sort of I don't know if you think about it in one way, gesturally or minstrelly, um, as an actor's kind, of, as if an actor's kind of like not. I mean, maybe making fun of an experience. I mean, of course, that's probably not their point of view. This is their job. This is what they're doing. They're trying to get into the this voice of this character. But it's also kind of like, okay, you're just uh, as an actor, you're basically playing, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. right. Like I a... feel like you're playing as this. Uh, this this uh, this ethnicity that you uh, only can play as and yeah i don't know it just right because there's i know people say there's like a freedom in voice acting you can do whatever you want right. but right. there's i feel like there should be a line of like where like the acting almost becomes mimicry yeah. to like a joke like there's like yeah. a line that gets crossed sometimes kind of unintentionally and then it makes your viewer uncomfortable speaking to the you know freedom in voice acting there that is the counter argument well you know it's voice acting the flair the allure of voice acting is that i can be anybody in anything and i won't have to worry about it so how dare you take that away and it's like sure in a perfect world anybody should be able to voice any character this Mm -hmm. isn't a perfect world though (laughs) and there again, just going back to there's already so few characters who are non-white in animation. You need to have some sort of consideration for that when you are casting, and when you have to think about that, you have right. to understand that black actors. Again, I'm just going to speak to black actors specifically. Black mm-hmm. actors, and there's not a lot to go off of if you're trying. Well, now there probably is more than you know last year or year before last, whatever, but. Even so, there's still no, there's nowhere near enough in um, the amount of characters that we have to go with and play with. It, it, we need to open up and expand the pool of talent. Um, and we need to take chances on actors who maybe haven't had a break or maybe haven't had as much experience in the booth. And the thing is, I, I keep on, like, I'll say I just believe this. When... You, if you you if you are serious about being inclusive in 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 casting and animation casting specifically, then you need to take those chances. Because mm. I mean, let's be real here. the 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 barrier of entry to voice acting already is ridiculous. Um, I've, I've, to get a demo to do a demo, if you want to go about you know basically creating demo professionally made, it's ridiculous how much money it costs. One. Wow. So then right now, and also COVID hit, oh, wait, not only a demo, you also need to set up a booth. Do you know how much it costs to set up a dang booth in your in your home if you are blessed to ha- be in a home or have a home that is quiet? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. So also, okay, so take that. Take the fact that in America, in America, generational mm-hmm. wealth in Black families, what's that? So mm. it's kind of like we're already got like there's uh, we're already like 
and the start if the starting line's here, we're already like 50 feet away from that, and we have mm-hmm. other folks starting when the whistle blows, and we have to catch up. So it's like mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just, you know, it's not just about the fact that, oh, shouldn't everybody voice any character? It's about the fact that Black black people in general just generational wealth and, and the the barrier, again, the barrier of entry is ridiculous. It's expensive. This career is expensive. Workshops, classes, voice acting workshops and classes are just crazy, can, can be expensive i mean you're getting you're getting that knowledge which is fantastic but it's still costly so taking all that into consideration yeah it's rough out there y'all it's just rough Mm, out there so it's only and it's i COVID has been very it's been interesting to see you know on the one hand studio booths you don't and to say studio booth you don't have to go all out you don't have to make a professional but you it, it depends on how you want to go about it you could definitely like, you know, get by um, doing records in a closet, but you still, there might be, you might have to like beef up the closet a little bit. So you may have to put like phone filters around your walls and that cost. You might have to like figure out if you do have a closet again, you, you just have to figure out a way how to almost kind of like hijack the system so that you can still like be able to compete with your fellow actors. So it's been very interesting, but um, I mean, COVID has also allowed for like, I, I'm very into like the anime dubbing scene. Her, her. Um, so I was gonna me. ask about oh, that because oh, oh, oh. like, you anime, mentioned because you mentioned casting, you know, for like yeah. U.S. animation, but like yeah, casting for like anime dubbing, I imagine, is a little bit different. So I don't have. I can only speak with so much experience. I um, worked at Bang Zoom for three months uh, while I was on my like career path. Um, but, you know, in doing so, I've also, like, been in touch with, like, actors or just, like, been, you know, just keeping an eye on them while asking them questions about what's going on in the industry currently. And it's been so fun to see that, like, places like Funimation and, like, all these other studios are, like, taking a chance on actors who are abroad or who are not necessarily, like, in Los, Al- Los, An- Los, Los, Los Angeles <laughs> or Texas, but are, like, That's you know, cool. have- yeah, we're actors from, like, Georgia or, like, Florida or, like, New York or, well, New York is kind of also, um, by coastal agencies, like LA, New York, that's sort of common. So a New York actor wouldn't be as unfamiliar, but like someone from like Florida or Georgia or the UK or Australia going in like a dubbing or a dubbing in like a project for an anime. That's like super cool. And I'm so glad. I hope that, kind of, I hope that stays actually. I do hope that stays because that's really cool. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're getting like more talent. It's a little, ooh, that is like a speckle of like newness. I love it. Not newness. <laughs> no, because I, I, I agree good. though, because like I've been watching some of the newer dubs of stuff like, um, oh geez. Like I was watching, I was watching the dub for Hormida? Hor, 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 Oh, hurry me, hurry my, oh Lord, hurry me, oh Lord, hold on, hold on. What's it called? No, because I'll look at it and be like, oh yeah, hurry me, there we go, hurry me. Yeah, hurry me, and then there's the the dub for Higurashi Go, Higurashi Sosu. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and just seeing like all these names that I don't recognize, I'm just like, oh, these are like new, this is, we're in a new generation of dubbing, like I like this. They're, it's, it's not like they're new, because they've probably been here for years, right. decades. But it's just now they've given a chance. Again, it's about giving actors a chance. It's about, you know, mm-hmm. letting them show their stuff. And for the most part, they can compete. They can, like, swim in the pool of the big league. So it's just a matter of if you're serious about it. Because 
while they can compete, it may be their first time in a professional booth. So they may be a little bit, you know, nervous. They might be not as like prompt with the lip flaps or with it specifically dubbing lip flaps, but, or if we're talking about original report, taking direction or just like basically being able to make those changes on the fly, it might take some, a bit of time, but it should, if you're, again, if you're serious about like teaching these actors and making them grow and making them actually become like the new, the next, like, big named actor quote-unquote voice actor quote-unquote then you know you would give them a chance because you've given all these other actors who've been here for decades a chance so it's time to like you know give other people the opportunity to shine um and yeah the anime community is interesting i would say too just because i i find because because uh I don't know what anime it even was, but because I'm subscribed to Funimation on YouTube, so every time they upload, we got a new thing, and I'm like, "What's this?" Oh, <laughs> um, cool. What are so, you? Watching? I'm gonna ask what you're watching. That'll be later. That'll be later. That'll be later. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so there was like a sample clip for it wasn't Wonder Egg. It was something else. Oh, I don't know. What it was. I don't remember what it was. And the character was like talking and i was like that's neat and then somebody was somebody like looked the person up and they're like i didn't think like wow i didn't expect her to be black and i'm like oh man oh. getting those kind of comments over here yeah that's... um and it, and it made me um yeah and it made me think about just like how um because you know anime communities can be a little great <laughs> They can be a not great. They can be a little not great. They can be a little not great. They they can be. You know what? Uh, there are some weebs out there that um uh <laughs> that are just a little bit racist. And yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, ah, come on. You know, it's it's nice to see you know people of color like getting these right. opportunities. So what i know why are Stop you mad quick. about that why <laughs> are you mad about that unless you're racist in which case okay but that's not okay Jeez, it's so it's very frustrating it's uh and it's in the i it's whew, there's a lot of conversations about that whole like oh i wasn't expecting them to be black it's like I, i'm on two sides of this it's like what does black sound like to you but also it's kind of like growing up in like the south I was raised, you know, black family. I was actually, I, I, I could, I could, I, I, the idea of sounding black was very, it was an interesting sort of conundrum or like topic for me because I, po- I post about this on Facebook, but it was to make a long story short, I grew up not really liking my voice because on the one hand, I was called by my friends like, oh, you talk white, huh? Because I don't know, I sound white, whatever that means. Well, yeah, you know, I sound livid. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's uh-oh, like, mm. Uh-oh. Mm. Mm. Nice. Yes. I'm sorry. All these disgusting noises. He's gonna have to edit out. I'll go for this brother. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was told to. I was, I was basically teased about sounding white by my friend, black friends mostly. But mm-hmm. then, whenever I was with my mother. I came back home and I'd say, oh, I done did that already. Or I was like, man, I'm fixing to do. She's like, why are you sounding like that? Pronounce your words. And it's like, you want to say, it's kind of like, do you want to say, you sound ghetto, quote unquote. And I'm like, okay, then what do I sound like? On the one hand, I sound quote unquote white. And then I sound quote unquote black ghetto or ghetto, as you said, but you're basically saying you, I sound like a black person. So it's, it's very frustrating that come to the internet, it's kind of separate topic, sorry, but come to the internet 
and I find myself being like bombarded by these by people who most likely aren't black saying basically saying sis or um I'm gonna do or just basically using off like off Mm -hmm. and so I'm like huh so interesting how if I were to say anything like this in a professional setting in any of my jobs I would probably be like what's going on are you you know I would be I'd be told about how I'm probably not sounding professional right now but if on the internet people who are non-white specifically fandom twitter can just basically claim these words and it's almost seen as like cool and and like chic it makes me very confused it, 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 i just have all kinds of feelings about the whole like internet culture slang and of and fandom culture anime twitter anime no, twitter and fandom twitter does that no it's it's man anime twitter and fandom twitter are a mess they are wild <laughs> it's, it's, yo they wild it's the worst it's wild out there i'm not like yeah, my but... hero academia for twitter fandom <laughs> i'm like y'all need to calm down i don't go to my hero academia school so i'm sorry <laughs> you need to you pay uh, you need a minus ultra up in here. What's my you know, the 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 my hero peeps uh they're they're reeling in their seats right now all right they're, <laughs> they're like oh got them they're all like oh snap plus ultra <laughs> we're like minus ultra no, get out i get it now sit down okay. oh wow is a bad character oh my god oh don't even oh we're not gonna go into that i need to bleep that name out <laughs> What? I don't know what's going. What's happening? Look, the my, right. the my hero crowd is—they're just like agreeing. They're either clapping or they're so crying. They're either clapping or they're booing. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like don't. I I I'll, I'll watch my hero if it's like on um TV on Toonami, but otherwise I'm I don't voluntarily like Google. Oh my god, is my hero on Toonami? Is yeah. it on TV? Oh my sure god! I don't oh have cable, god. so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm missing out on cable that. right now. You should get on that. Shout out to Zena oh, Robinson for voicing voicing Hawks. You should like basically watch it because it's or the dub. The English dub is really cool. The dub is yeah. very good, but I it's only good. went to season three of My Hero because oh, people yeah. were like, "You gotta see the Bakugo like redemption," and I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> Wish this happened earlier. Still, don't like, <laughs> still don't like Bakugo. I'm sorry. Yo, it's okay. I don't. Know. Oh my gosh. Like yeah, my, I have a friend who's like obsessed with Bakugo, and yeah, just nah. like uh i'm sure he's great yeah nah. <laughs> right okay. now, I, he's people terrible. kept saying like oh you, he gets better he gets better and i'm mm-hmm. like okay and my boyfriend was like no trust me he gets better do what, <laughs> do what i did just go to season three and then stop and i'm like all right cool <laughs> i'm gonna do that and then like you know they had the big thing where he and deku were fighting and he's like uh-huh. i'm crying i'm sad um, and i'm like oh okay yeah that's I right i remember for, that scene i, I feel for scene. you bakugo i wish I this happened earlier i still don't like you though i love see i would have i'm a fan of those kind of characters only if they end up like being bffs with the main character like by episode one there's a like they do that in like (laughs) hitman reborn where it's like this Mm. like goody two shoes like characters named suna is like i'm just vibing and then this character is like bro i hate you you're my rival we're like from rival families or whatever and then suna is just being a good boy and then suddenly the girl's like (laughs) wait a minute hold on 
I love you. I'm going to swear my life to you. And I'm just like, I need to protect you. (laughs) That happens in Reborn. And that happens in this show that I'm watching called Welcome to Demon School Irumakun. I am going to hype that show up. Hold on. Let me just add that to my uh, Google search. That show is great. I love it. And it's just basically Irumakun. Everybody loves Irumakun. It's like everybody loves Raymond. No, everybody loves your And that's what it ends up being. And I'm like, I'm here for it. So no, yeah. I, I usually love those kind of characters, but if they just continuously are like, I'm your rival, and the good guy's like, Ooh, I'm just like, okay, well, I need you guys to either be in love or just like see I don't know. I was okay with the rival fighting in Fruits Basket because Keo is my boy. That's my boy right there. <laughs> Keo Soma, I love him. And this is now an anime chat. He just needs some hugs. <laughs> and now he's good. Everybody watch Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket dub was real good too. Oh yes, I heard it's really good. I heard everyone was like when it was the when the um re not remake, the uh she's the second final season, I guess. Oh no, I don't mm. know. If it was a re- yeah, there. they they rebooted it. So <laughs> okay, to finally so like Fruits Basket finish. school. <laughs> I don't go here. I don't go here. Mm-hmm. But I heard everyone was like hyping it up. I was like, oh my god, original dub casts are I guess some of most of them ever. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, because like the 2001 anime went up to like volume six of the manga. So like uh-huh. pretty much all of those people uh from Funimation came back, like Laura Bailey and Anna yes, so and yes, all those guys like they all came Hunted. back to like re- reprise their roles and so then good. uh john bergman shiguri is like really great um yeah. <laughs> um the right he's script writer right yeah i, yeah, I think he i he's think he does like the, the adr him. scripts and stuff i love that mess that stuff is so the cool the first too. time i heard him was as a uh, karama and yuki hack show and i was like <laughs> oh so cool you're like i do <laughs> 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 well, so I, mean, I was gonna say my of, my love story is another one that oh kinda, my gosh i do is, like i like my love story or or a monogatari i, I oh. believe is called Aww. oh you gotta watch it it's really sweet about like big big large oh, awkward yeah, dude I've heard of this. Yes. And then very petite small gal and then I'm- yeah they, like they fall in love pretty quickly like there's no beating around the bush there's no will there won't they they like do yeah. it for like maybe one episode and then yeah. the next episode is like we're in love we're boyfriend girlfriend and now we're just awkward and we're figuring our relationship out and it's very cute and wholesome oh my god dub's really good oh that's yeah i don't really do too much romance anime unfortunately i don't know i'm just it's like all good it's all it's, good i don't do a lot of romance either I need to be if it's not I need it to yeah. be a certain way. I need it to be like um like Karakano. Yeah. Like I need uh, them to I need Oh to, yeah. Okay. I that sounds familiar, but go ahead, sorry. We're I'm tangenting from anime. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, well I wanted to ask because um <laughs> we didn't really get get to it about like just how did you get into casting? Yeah, I was gonna ask that. I was like, well, speaking oh, of all this anime. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my story is so boring. I don't want to talk about it. But okay, 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 okay. Um, um, how did I? I okay. So yeah. So I well, I fell in love with casting through anime. So, <laughs> um, I, 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 I remember like sort of being aware, like kind of just in terms of how I got interested in casting. I feel like I've always been like in love and it, it been had admiration for the voice actors within anime specifically so i grew up watching pokemon and digimon and i remember like trading in my 
um, Hello Kitty for, when I was like in kindergarten, trading in my Hello Kitty first for a VHS tape of like Pokemon. Of the favorite first Pokemon, two. favorite Digimon, go. Mer, mer, mer. Okay, favorite Pokemon. It's either Blaziken or Infernape, but I'm gonna go with Blaziken because she's my ride or die, bro. Oh, okay. Uh, she's, she's, a fi- she's a fire type. Okay, she's so a fire funny. type. So, favorite Pokemon is uh, Blaziken. Favorite Digimon, I love. Yo, oh my God. I got like, okay, I'm gonna out myself. I don't care. I have like a literal two foot plush of Gabumon. <laughs> like, oh. just Gabumon. You saw it. Did you see it, bro? Yes, I saw it. Look at me. Oh, look at me. I Wait, is the is the fur like? Do you want to see it? Yeah, I would see it. I mean, right of course. Here, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I mean, please. Like, I will be. Let me turn off this video. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to show y'all this humongous unit. We're keeping um, this all in. And viewers just Google. Look at this oh unit. God, it's so, so big. That is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I, I, I need you, you to know <laughs> that this is at least uh, four foot tall. <laughs> Gabumon. I will not uh, say how much he was, but I just, he was commissioned and I'm very happy. Oh, he's I'm commissioned. Happy. Oh, that I'm is a, amazing. Yo, you're an adult that's making very Sorry, good everyone. investments <laughs> he'll just be right here while we talk so um he's my favorite i guess like um not champion what is it called before uh a friend, rookie. No, sorry. Rookie, you're right. Yeah. Rookie, rookie. It's my favorite rookie. He's a friend. I love the mega. I think it's a mega evolution um, of War Greymon. I have a statue. I have like a like statue of him. He's just so cool looking. I'm like oh. War Greymon's super cool. He's great. And then um, favorite Pokemon Digimon. What else? Oh, that was it. Just favorite Pokemon Digimon. There you go. Um, All the so, moms. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I fell in love with Pokemon growing up, and I've always noticed that. I didn't realize, I just thought I was watching a cartoon, and I was like, you know, six or however age, however old I was. I was a baby. But I didn't realize that, wait, this is a Japanese cartoon, and this was imported from Japan. Voice actors are, like, giving life to these roles. Or American voice actors are, like, speaking to these roles. Um, so, like, Ash Ketchum and, like, Misty and Brock, they, <laughs> I only, I mean, they're, that's not their names in Japan. That's Satoshi. And I don't know the rest, but <laughs> so all that to say, um, so that from there, I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to do something related to like adaptation specifically for Jap- Japanese media. So I went to college for East Asian area studies, but, um, oh my gosh, sorry. I'm kind of sidetracking actually, because I, I kind of wanted to do either adaptation for a Japanese or, or for Japanese media, or I wanted to be an animator. So that was the other sort of thing that I was thinking of doing um, because I love to draw as a hobby though. Um, so from there, as I was like uh, progressing through college, I realized that I'd like to keep my drawing a hobby. Um, I don't want to change. I, I realized that if I were to become an animator, I say animator, but I actually wanted to be a storyboard artist. I just didn't realize that, but it was, I mainly just wanted to draw. If I become a storyboard artist, my relationship with art is going to change, and I don't want that to change. I don't want it to become something that I rely that I rely on as for financial well-being and like my source of income. I want to enjoy drawing, and a lot of people, not everybody. No, that's a that's a pretty like smart yeah. decision to make, like for yourself, because yeah. like a lot of people don't really connect that right away. Yeah, or, or don't I, think about it. And like, I will they, say, yeah, and I will say it was actually my dad who kind of like. <laughs> you know it, it was it wasn't it, uh, he had his heart in the right place but it was a very negative way to go about it but he sort of was like you're not going to be an artist you're going to be a 
doctor, lawyer, whatever, you know, you're going to make money basically. And me not understanding or having the education yet to realize that, wait a minute, story bird artists make bank. I couldn't really fight back on that. So I sort of internalized that and was like, okay, well, I need to have quote unquote, a stable job. So let me just not pursue animation, storyboard artists, whatever. Let me, you know, keep that on the side, but then I can like think about doing something related to Japanese culture, going abroad, being an ambassador of some kind, teaching English and then going up from there, doing something like that. Um, so uh, got my degree, but then uh, I was immediately hired into the international dubbing department for DreamWorks Animation. Um, because they were looking for a production assistant, you know, to basically uh, help with the dubbing of their TV properties. Um, so, and they thought that my degree in like, you know, international quote unquote degree was really, really like, ooh. So from there, I discovered that, you know, I don't, I, I really, I still, I don't, I don't want to stay in this international dub. I love dubbing, but I want to do something a bit more hands-on basically. Um, so from there, I sort of said or said to myself, I, I still love voice actors. I love like I still watch cartoons and never stopped. So and I really respect voice voiceover actors. I, I like whenever I go to conventions, I'm always like fangirling over them, like not fangirling, but I'm always just like awestruck. I don't get like starstruck too often on Hollywood actors. But man, show me like a J. Michael Tatum or somebody. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, it's so cool. So um I was like, okay, so let me get into casting and hopefully I can cast for anime or for just animation in general. <laughs> so uh, got a job at Bang Zoom, learned a lot about um, dubbing for anime, but also just learned about talent, paperwork, which goes into casting, the creative process and pipeline when it comes to dubbing and voiceover in general. From there, I went to ta I went to a talent agency, Box, in Box Incorporated, Box Inc and learn even deeper about the ta the voiceover prop uh, pipeline, but through the agent's point of view. So that got me really, I got exposed to a lot of paperwork and like what is needed on the talent side in order to make sure that these dubs or these, excuse me, these, um, uh, these deals go through basically. And then from there, I got a job at Sony Animation uh, as a casting trainee. So I got to work on Mitchells versus Machines, which is what? one of- no, it was fun. I loved it. I loved nice. it. Nice. Um, so it was that was a really cool experience. And now I am at Netflix Animation working in casting. And funny me, I didn't realize another misconception on casting. There's a lot of paperwork that goes into this job. It's not. <laughs> I would say my job is like twenty percent. What I do now is about twenty percent creative. The other eighty percent is just paperwork or just like admin, so scheduling, chasing. Um tax documents needed to process and uh, pay talent, timesheets, um, and just a lot of scheduling. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I got to answer. That is so cool. I feel like, ah, like, that's an amazing, first of all, that's a great story and an amazing journey. Like, come on, don't, <laughs> don't put yourself down. And then secondly, <laughs> like, I think it's so cool to, like, it, it has me thinking about just, again like the the so many different paths that one can take in animation and mm -hmm. just like where one's interests uh can can really like push them into and i feel like um that 
yeah, that yearning to understand more about like uh, the the adaptation from like uh, the uh, Asian, uh, East Asian, and I mean mm-hmm. Japanese specifically, like um, uh, stories to like America and how that's done, and to go deeper into like who's that? Who are the actors that are like you know? It's just it's really cool, and I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about like people that are like just fans of voice actors and like not knowing yeah. what to exactly do with that <laughs> love, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, this is another thing that you could do if Absolutely. you're not necessarily artistically driven, you know? Please, Yes. We need more people in casting, knowing about casting. Yeah. There's, there's just, there's just so many different avenues that one can take to become part of this industry and like share mm-hmm. that love for animation or anime i mean animation is just anime it's anime. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cartoons is anime anime is <laughs> don't don't at me <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i'm so tired of that debate but yeah there's just like different avenues that people can take and i think it's super good to just like know more about casting and how to go about it and mm-hmm. i guess i'm curious um what kind of a because we're kind of nearing the end here i was kind oh, of no. curious <laughs> about, about like what casting at all <laughs> no you just talked a lot about cast no yeah we talked no, yeah, about casting talked a lot, lot about yeah casting. look i feel like the 10 minute dive into what anime we're watching is fantastic <laughs> and everyone's gonna love it that's just like, as important as the role, all right? <laughs> yeah, it took like two minutes to grab a Gabumon. I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> no, no that, was, oh, that was perfection, which this Gabumon is, uh, listeners can't see it, still on screen. It's like, it looks, it's peering deeply into my soul. <laughs> it's taking up at least like uh, 25% of the screen. <laughs> I'm 26 years old, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> which is the perfect age to have a four-foot Gapumon plush, uh, which, by the way, every age is the perfect age to have a four-foot Gapumon plush. Speaking of Gapumon, that's not a good segue at all. Let's keep Gapumoning. That was my question. I'm curious, kind of like, because you mentioned that you're, um, d- that like most of your job is like, 20% creative and the other mm-hmm. 80% is like the paperwork kind mm-hmm. of like if you if you are able to maybe you probably can't go into like your current job but like what is your day yeah. in a general yeah. sense like what general is your day to day like yeah when you, absolutely you know, go into the office or now we're in quarantine like when you log on pop up in your computer yeah. and like okay I gotta start like doing my casting thing like what's that like yeah I also yeah, have so another we- question um which I will ask after you answer oh. this question but I just want to say it out loud because I forgot to ask it Ten minutes ago. <laughs> All right, continue, please. <laughs> just remind oh, okay. me that I have a question. All right. Okay. Um. Just in general, honestly, a lot of schedule. So, say we have a record session going on right now or tomorrow, and nothing has happened so far. First, what I would do is I would make sure that the talent has the record schedule. So that's in that and their material. So that includes the script, that includes their timesheet, that includes their location details, and um their time that they report to the session. Since everything is remote right now, that would usually include a Zoom link um, to basically, or or not a Zoom link, it could be a Zoom link, it could be anything, but just basically linked so that they are recording remotely and they have the necessary um, links and tools so that they can basically deliver everything perfectly and on time. 
Um, also checking emails a lot, just making sure that we are up to date with uh, all the talent's paperwork. So after they record, we need to make sure that they're paid. So that means um, receiving their documents that they need to get paid. Ha -ha. Um, and it also means that they need to, I need to make sure that they have the um, actor's timesheet signed because that timesheet or an exhibit G basically says, basically set, says to sag after or not sag after but basically tells our payroll hey this person did a job pay them for their or pay them for their job um scale plus 10 percent is um the amount or is the industry amount union excuse me the union amount for a role and that's temper and that scale is a certain it's it, it evolves every like every year last year it was um one thousand thirty dollars plus ten percent for the agency so the agents get 10% of that fee. Um, and that's for up to two, uh, up to three characters. The third character would be an additional fee. Getting a little bit into semantics, sorry, or it's a technicality, sorry. No, that, that, that's important to know. It's very important because it's something, it's, again, it's not really, I didn't know any of this going into casting because there's not a like lot of detail. like sag rates, right? Yes, sag rates. Sag rates, yes, yes. Um, and so I'm making sure that the talent has that paperwork. And I'm also communicating to the agents to, if we have another record session, making sure that I have the talent's avails or availability. Basically, when is this talent available next? Talent needs to be very communicative of that available of their availability to their agent. Because if we schedule some, or if we have an actor holding for a time and that hold turns into, turns into a confirmation, it's a bit, we, of course, if something comes up like a talent is sick, emergency, what, yeah, all good. But if the talent is no longer available just for whatever reason, um, it's kind of hard because now we have to be like, okay, guys, we have to basically go back to production and say, okay, we need to reschedule. We need to go to the studio that we hired also to record that, to record that session. We need to like basically say, hey, guys, so we need to move it to another day. And also, if this talent is, say, a child, we'll hire teachers because teachers need to be in these sessions legally for these um, records. Um, so we also have to hire, tell the teacher, hey, we need to reschedule. It's just a lot of moving pieces and a lot of parties who are involved in the record. It's not just an actor and a director or the voice director. It's an actor, the voice director, a director if they are also part of this, or if they are also a part of the session, which they usually are, um, and a teacher, production, the record studio, the engineer, it's a lot of pieces. Um, so yeah, it's scheduling, checking avails. Um, I'm also, uh, oof, I, I do a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, that's, that's, oh, auditions. There we go. That's the fun part. Um, so if we have a role that's coming up, um, we are in charge of sending out the breakdown, which is basically like a character sheet and care information of the character description, age, um, ethnicity or if they are race race and ethnicity if it's applicable sometimes some roles will just be all gender all genders all races please um you know record or please submit it's open ethnicity there we go it's usually just open ethnicity um and or open um gender as well so um what else i will be i will send out that breakdown to anywhere between five to sometimes 20 plus agencies. And once we've received those auditions, I'll listen to them and I'll sort of just do like a pass almost like to um, basically tell my casting manager, hey, these sound good or hey, uh, these seem okay. Feel free to listen to it as well. Here are my top selects and let me know what your top selects are as well. So we'll do that and then we'll send um, the top 
we'll send we won't send the entire that's the that is one of the jobs with casting you're sort of there to like build uh i think we're basically there to not bombard or overload the production so we won't send production all 200 300 plus submissions that we receive we'll send them the top 10 or top 20 so you guys Sometimes- are kind of recruitment of the VO yeah absolutely Mm. absolutely so we will send the top 15 for anywhere from 10 to 15 to 5 for each character um and we'll leave it to the production to decide um that's generally the creators the creators say yeah we like these characters or or we like these actors or "Eh, we want we're looking for something different we will be there to like sort of guide them and help them you know do a second listen into the submissions we got and say hey how about this you know we'll do do back and forth until we decide um, what what kind of consti- what constitutes like a good submission like like what ooh. do you like what do you look for? Um, I'm, I'm well, sure some of our listeners who uh, are into VO or like want to pursue VO or would be interested to know like what what do they need to do? Yeah, um, I think looking making sure that making sure that you follow all the directions of the breakdown is mm. the important most important because it's. Like the file name, for example, our fi- the file name for the um, audio file is very important for us because it helps us basically sort through the auditions quickly, quicker, quicker. Oh my gosh, can't talk. Sorry, quicker. Um, so you know, if if it's filed incorrectly, then it kind of slows down the process. Um, having good audio, of course, not uh, marking if you have two takes. So mm. making because we definitely listen to every take, but just making sure that like it's all. Um, it's all like if you have two takes make sure it's marked in the file or in the file name so we know um what else good audio quality and um gosh because i i it's so a good submission not to be like what is a good submission but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like if you if like doing your thing almost just like how do you like we want your interpretation of this copy of this like read go mm. for it don't hold back like go for it please um yeah sorry to be kind of vague about that but it's just so hard to because i i think i'd probably either need a specific like character that i'm looking at to say okay this is like a good submission mm. versus like you know this one or i would just yeah someone's it's... auditioning to be ninus and near automata near automata we're gonna go on a tangent sorry okay. um, <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, what, what oh, gosh. So, 9S's character, to me, immediately what comes to mind is not naive, but almost a bit of innocence to him. Mm-hmm. Boyish innocence. So, how would you interpret that? Like, we would make sure on our end, on the casting's end, and we would make sure that we have copy that would be able to bring out most of those emotions and also mm. be able to hear 9S, not only as when he's just talking to, like, Chubi, but also when he's, like, realizing that everything in his life has been a lie. Right. <laughs> and also, like, <laughs> I love Niratabada. Um like what 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 would that what would Nina sound like when he's like having a breakdown? What would he sound like when he's excited, elated? What would he sound like when he's sad? But not only just sad, what kind of sad? Like, okay, he's he basically like I said, his life has been a lie and Tubi is basically dead. What does that sound like? We we need to make sure on our end that our the copy is as specific as possible. And that we have uh, we have scenarios in the copy that actors can play off of because if you have the character just saying hi or 
good morning to you. It's a nice day, isn't it? It's like we can't play off of right. that. No, there's no emotion there. There's no emotion. I mean, I mean, the actor would be able to probably like find something in there, but you have to have a scene. So we'd have ideally the copy should be able to have a scene and it should be setting up a scene for the actor to play off of and have who are they talking to? What's the relationship with the character? Um, and so yeah. Yeah, so we're hoping, so with the, ideally, all that information would be there for the actor to give their best performance. Mm. Or at least most of that information. Because, uh, especially for video games, at least from what I've heard, it's very like, sometimes they can't, they don't give a lot of, it, it's just very secretive. Mm. And there's only so much information they can give. And I know that is so, sort of like probably what actors are saying, like, well, you guys can only give so much information in the first place. And I'm like, we're, we know, but we try our best to like give as much info as possible about the character. Um, at least on our end. So, yeah, I do know it can be tricky sometimes. Do you ever, um, like, is this your be... question? <laughs> oh, yeah, is this your question? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for remembering that I had a question. Oh, so this is a different one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is this a different question. Um, my other question is kind of a stupid question. That's not so stupid. I was like trying to figure out whether or not I want to ask it, but this current question might lead into that uh, other stupid question. But um, as a uh, casting director, how is, important is it and uh, to, I guess, know as many uh, actors or VOs as you can? Mm -hmm. Like, do you ever, um, like, I think you kind of maybe answered this a little bit, but when you're in that, like, auditioning process, like, mm -hmm. is there ever, mm -hmm. like, a point where it's like, actually, uh, we have uh, had these people in mind. Like, we've worked with these people yeah. before. Uh, can we, maybe we can bring these people in on uh, and stuff like that. Or is it kind of like, you know what? Like, we need to... Uh, blank the slate yes. and bring in new people yes. like how's that process yeah so there is like I, i've been lucky enough to be in situations where i have like you know said hey what about this actor and that actor has been able to like do a line and i'm like yay for them but it's very important to like know to be to be involved in and know about like up and coming i know i feel like up and coming specifically so when i say up and coming I mean, up and coming for me means voice actors who might be more in either the anime scene or the, um, or, yeah, mainly the anime scene and also like the TV animation scene that are like, haven't been in a feature film yet or haven't had like that big, big juicy role. Because for me, that's where I love, that's where I love to get to know actors. And my strength, I feel like is actors who are working in anime or, or in TV animation. But yeah, it's super important because you need to know like who's sort of been in the game for a while and who is just up who's starting out and who how you know can hit it out the park but might need a little bit of like either directing or who might just need someone to like be in their corner and say hey this actor can do it i've i've seen their work and they're pretty good um i've i've had conversations at netflix and in sony with like oh this actor i know this actor from this video game they do really good this or that or the other and they're like oh, okay so let's let's have him re-record or let's have him um what was it do a callback callback is like a second round where we specifically want to go it might be a different direction might have you do a different take for the character but it's kind of like we like what you did the first time let's sort of tweak it a bit because we like what we hear let's see if you can like take direction a little bit so yeah That's i'm really so cool. yeah yeah it's been really fun to be able to be in that situation position 
Do like, we... I have the power. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. My voice has been heard. Yeah, no, no. You respected my opinion. Yeah, I love it. No, and that, and I've, it's, it's been, it's been so, I like that. That's the best part about it. That's the fun part to me. That's the fun part about casting to be able to say, hey, what about this person? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's hear them. I'm like, tears. Like, like <laughs> they really like it. So when uh when in casting are you are you always uh specifically working on like one project I guess at a mm. time or is it like departmentally like oh I'm doing uh, yeah. TV stuff and I'm also doing film stuff or like does that depend on the studio or how's that work like are you juggling video games anime TV ah. and films all at the same <laughs> yeah, time yeah right? if you're only I in TV wish. are you juggling a bunch of different shows like are right, you gotta cast the show we gotta cast the show like how's that <laughs> or how's even that? commercials like we didn't even talk about commercials Ooh. like I'm yeah. oh wow <laughs> yeah God. so that's a radio. <laughs> Yeah, so um, speaking from my experience, I worked at Net uh, Sony at Sony Animation, mm-hmm. a feature studio first. So I've all, I only worked on feature projects for that. Basically, working on projects, any projects that were under that um, Sony Animation's umbrella currently, I would work on all of that. And also, when it came to speaking on like commercials, we would sometimes have um, instances where we would need to cast soundalikes for these big name characters. And there's all, oh my gosh, and soundalikes make bank because honestly, commercial VO and that sort of VO, that makes a lot of money. That's the sort of like money, like maker. Um, So that's why I feel like in VO there's an, or VO agencies, there's an emphasis to have like commercial VO actors like succeed a lot because that's kind of where a lot of the chunk change come in or a lot of the um, change comes in or, Cash of money, whatever comes in. Cash of money. I cannot speak. That's where Cash all of the money, money yes. is made. There we go. Yes, of course. Cash um, of money. <laughs> but I mean, all that to say, I feel like uh, I could also go on a tangent on how like animation and like anime, whatever, it, that also needs to be. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, sound likes for marketing. <laughs> I keep on jumping. Apologies. Uh, so, yeah, I would work on that at Sony Animation. And a video game, sometimes a video game would fall in our lap, but for example, Sony Animation, I wasn't working on like Spider-Man because um, or Spider-Man, the video game, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because the PS Spider-Man PS4 video game, because that's under Sony PlayStation. Mm. Um, so it's like different companies, right? So that's, or it's like a different umbrella. It's un- totally unrelated to, I wasn't working on Last of Us. I don't know anything about Last of Us or anything about Spider-Man video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really all depends on where you land in animation or at least in the um in whatever department you work on or you mm-hmm. work under. So I know mm-hmm. Disney, for example, I know that Disney television animation has its own casting department. I know Disney feature mm-hmm. has its own yeah. casting department. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So um and Disney so, yeah. TV has one of the only other black women yeah! that I know that's in casting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Todd, to you're the only like black yo. yeah yeah so it's because you know there's there's a, there's not a lot of people who look like us in casting that's yeah. why we need you listener to Points at uh, camera. we need you <laughs> to get into casting 
please it's so it's really fun it's not really known it's overlooked but it really is rewarding i like the idea of helping people get their quote-unquote big break or just helping people succeed and if you like to help people succeed then and you also like like voiceover voice acting then come to yes (laughs) yes yeah i think then we're kind of pretty much at time so Wayman, do you want to take us out? Yeah. So at the end of our episodes, yeah. Well, okay. I'm just gonna erase the other question that Uh, I was gonna ask because I feel like it's just kind. It's so dumb. It's not even. I haven't asked it. No. No. Oh, it gets dumber. No. Okay. So I was. I okay. So I I wanted to ask like, (laughs) um, like what comes first the character or oh. the actor yeah. because i was i was like is that a dumb question no. like because i'm kind of like question. That's a good no question. that's a okay. great question oh, thank, because you, oh, thank you for believing yeah, me y'all no. you know I'm so, i don't know why i have no. imposter syndrome specifically for this question or something i'm like i'm this is stupid i don't know so in my i keep on saying limited experience because it is but in my limited experience there are times where a creator or director whoever has created a project has like worked with an actor be like man i just need to write i need to write a role for you so technically the 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 actor would come first the actor would almost be the inspiration for the character so when the writing happens the director or the creator whoever would be like writing for this actor to read off of so there are times where like an an actor will like be heavily inspired, will heavily inspire the creation of a character or like give voice to um, the character that is being um, basically being created for you know the role. And just listening to other like podcasts where actors will like you know speak about their character, like oh yeah, this person came to me or so so came to me and they said yeah I want to write something for you and then they do. So that's a time where I feel like it's kind of like the actor comes first almost. So supporting cast or like incidentals, of course. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll be like, oh yeah, let's just cast anybody. They won't have any idea of who to cast. They sometimes they may or may not care who was cast in the in you know and the end. So they just yeah, they kind of let the casting um, director play with those smaller characters. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it had me thinking about like uh, those. Um uh background characters or like smaller role ca- characters yeah. or even like main characters but like characters that uh like i i imagine like a scenario where a uh show is like all right we uh we really want this person to come on to to play yeah. uh like uh the main character yeah and then uh they like i don't know i don't know if they like would go into trying to cast them but like as they're developing the character yes. like they like oh wait this character is uh supposed to be of uh asian like first generation asian uh from china uh living in uh but but yeah like saying like uh oh like further developing this character like oh this supposed to be like first generation like chinese american like yeah. uh, kid living in new york or something but yeah. we wanted to have like this white dude play, <laughs> play the main character oh no so i'm like thinking about that type of thing uh, that's mm-hmm. why I was like, what comes like what comes first and like yeah. how is that handled? It truly um, all depends yeah. on the it truly all depends on the project, honestly. I right. would say for what I've worked on, mostly what I've worked on, it's the character or the character comes first and it's 
um, just whoever is right for the role. But for bigger projects that I have had a hand in, there's an idea of who they want cast, they being directors, creator, whoever. And they'll just sort of write in that that actor's voice. Mm. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. It is. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah. And um since I got to ask my <laughs> my question that I didn't that have confidence in. Question. That was a great question. Because I didn't speak on that and I and that's something that you know. Yeah, there's yeah. Yeah. Uh now we can move on to the question that I like to ask at the end of every episode. Um what? Oh wait, before that. <gasps> do you have any final thoughts uh for those who may be wanting to break into casting please break into casting <laughs> we need it. more people but there's <laughs> i say that and then there's like so few casting jobs almost because it's it's a very it's it's almost like as many casting competitive? positions I don't know if it's competitive. It's just like there's just so few openings that happen, and there's mm. already this limited like amount of say a casting coordinator job opens. It's like well, you need someone who's a cat who's been a casting assistant. You're ideally looking for someone who's already been a casting assistant who has experience in casting. There, I think I I think there's just so few people who either know about the job or who have done it already to like apply for that casting coordinator job. Like think about it. There's as many casting coordinator or casting jobs as there is animation studios out there, like big animation studios. And mm. so, and that's already, that's only, well, at least, you know, in America, that's what like Sony, Disney, I don't even think Pixar, I don't know Pixar, I can't speak on Pixar, but Sony, Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoons Dream Network. Thinking about like the Dream big Cartoon Network. Yeah, the so big yeah. Uh, just about at least at and the then, very least five. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's already so few. It's not like there's, there's not like okay because the casting department handles all the projects, but mm. you know it's it's different. It just depends on the studio, honestly. But right, even right, then, but it's like, still not a lot. Yeah, right. Like at least the general the general of it is like if there's. At every studio, there is at the very least one. Yes, <laughs> and that's yes. kind of the department. And it yeah. seems like it's a job that, like, you don't really come into externally. It's a job that you come in internally, maybe. Yeah, you, you, yeah. It, like you're already in the studio from like being a PA or whatever. Yes, and then yes. you like kind of talk. You kind of like peep at the casting people, and you're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have, yeah. and you, and you're able to demonstrate that you know, like you have a bit of experience either with dealing with SAG AFTRA because that's another party that we have to deal with, mm -hmm. like that we basically like speak with and we um handle like contracts and whatnot. That you have knowledge on that. You have knowledge on like scale. What I say what I you you like you know what I mean when I say oh scale plus 10%. Like you're able to know that. Um you'd have to know that as a casting coordinator. But as a casting assistant you could probably get away with not knowing it, but we just have to like train you up and whatnot. So yeah. But yeah. you could maybe come externally like you could yeah. be a, a young buck who's like, I just really want to help the yes. voice actors out. How, yes. do, how do I do that? As long as you show that you're interested in it and that you like understand, like you come in with some like, you know, a bit of research on your own at least, or like you're able to like 
speak to like, hey, who's your favorite voice director or voice actor? And what do you like about casting? If you're able to like answer those questions and like able to like show that you're engaged in it, then yeah, yeah, please, please come to casting. We need more people. Speaking of people, uh, this people right here, which is me, I don't know why I use plural on myself, is going to ask a question to you, okay. to you, person, people. Yeah. Uh, yes, that was a perfect segue. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. So, uh, what uh, what are the types of stories that you want to see more of being told in animation? Black people in anime. Oh, okay. Ooh. I don't know if that even answers the question, but I saw Yasuke and I loved it. So I was like, ooh, more of that. So. But it's whatever's in your heart. And yeah. obviously that's in your heart because it immediately came yeah. out. Immediately came out. Black no, people no inspiring hesitation. anime. Yeah, black people inspiring anime. Black people like creating their own anime. Black mm-hmm. characters in an anime style. I love that mess so much. I eat that mess up. I'm like, oh, no, no. So, <laughs> and I love, so I love, uh, yeah, more stories like that. And just more, uh, yeah, just more Blacks. Uh, I say more Black stories, but also be allowing more stories that with characters that just so happen to be Black. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. That too. We need more. I feel like we actually need more. Of I feel like so a lot of people uh, hear Black stories, uh, especially like back in the day, and uh, think, oh, you mean you want another slavery story? Oh, no. And it's just like, no, no, wait. That's not what I mean. Go back, go back. No, oh, no. hold on. Did you mean Black trauma? Hold yeah. on. Let's go to the ghetto and see kids yeah. get shot. Me, and it's like, no, no wait. No, no. for me like spider-verse it that movie didn't that movie could you could me looking at it i felt like that movie was just black but also speaking with other people they're just like that was just a movie for me and it was fun and i love that stories like that That, yes i love it agreed agreed (laughs) well i mean we're we're pretty much like at the end of the podcast so usually we uh ask guests uh where they where people that are interested in hearing more about them or asking them questions or okay. just wanting to follow if them on social media and stuff. About, if you want, if you want that type of attention no, on no, you, where no, can, do you want to be perceived? Yeah. Like, do you, you want to be perceived me? at least online? <laughs> you can perceive me on LinkedIn. Professional. Okay. <laughs> professional. Yeah. No, I don't. No, no. LinkedIn. I mean, yeah. LinkedIn. <laughs> All right, LinkedIn. You heard Eliza it here first. Harris, you follow me on LinkedIn, y'all. That is all y'all are getting. I like my privacy. I like my Amen. Yeah, no. <laughs> there I am. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much, Eliza. Yeah. Yeah, this is so This fun. is so thank freaking great. I'm so sorry. No, I'm sorry. I should say. But I apologize for like hijacking you with like anime and like then <laughs> no, all thank of you our for episodes. Oh my they, the God. only thing you should apologize for is well, fact, we should apologize for <laughs> is that we don't have a visual component, so people couldn't see that giant oh goblin. My gosh. And then Bruce is talking about here is Amada, which I'm just like, Bruh. okay, turn up, turn up. Uh, uh, because I'm God carrying the weight of the Did you the know? World. Did you know that singer is black? She's black. Yes. So what's her Jenny, name? Jenny Nicole. Nicole. Shout out to Jenny Nicole. I love her. Oh my god. Oh my god. I turned up and I was like, <laughs> what? Oh my. God. I love it. Stuff like that. See, just like gets me hyped up. Sorry, y'all. Turn up. Turn up. Anime. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time. This episode was edited by Tyler Schlossman with music by Ergo Funk. 